I am so glad you decided to join us today. This is the Words for Life podcast, where we have candid conversations about successes, challenges, and the benefits of strengthening your relationship with God. This will positively impact your life. Welcome to another Words for Life discussion. I'm your host, Terrence Farrell, a.k.a. T. Farrell. And again, I'm so I'm so glad you're here with us today. Um, got a got a great episode this week. Uh, before I even get into that, like, subscribe, uh, put down a comment. Hey, also, you know, review. If if this is not your first time, throw us a little review uh, of the Words for Life podcast. That would definitely help us out. That would help us out. I heard reviews um, start to it. it what it does is it lets other people know that there's people here enjoying it, being blessed by it. So on whatever platform you're on, throw down a review, type out how this has blessed you, and it would it would go to helping other people make a decision on at least listening to an episode and also being blessed by this. I thank you. I thank you. Um, so back to this episode, Lionel Birmingham. So this is part two of our conversation. Part one last week, um, he dug into um, his success and how his family trumps all of the success that he's had in the music industry. He's had a, a hit record and he said, Terrence, my hit record is the relationship that I've been blessed to have with my family. Now, last week, he even went deeper than I thought he was going to go and he went into some details about uh, one of the challenges that God brought him through uh, with his wife being a cancer survivor and the details of that that he went into just to explain his 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 state of mind at that time and how he really had to um, have faith and rely on God and and his and lean on his tribe, all of that. So last week was Last week was good. If you didn't listen to last week, go back, check that out. You don't have to do it before you listen to this one. I mean, it, it, it'll, it'll work because it'll be in succession, but you don't have to. And in case you're saying, hey, Terrence, I didn't listen to last week. I really don't know who Lionel is. Let me read a little bit of his bio. His bio, um, and I'm just going to take excerpts from his bio. Um, he, was, he was born into a creative household, so um, I think naturally... That's why he he started playing keys and he's on the organ. He became the musical director for uh, East Coast Regional Mass Choir. And then he ended up touring for, at the time, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, who people know him today as the actor Mark Warburg. Um, he also toured with Bad Boy Entertainment's Faith Evans. Um, and then he transitioned into songwriting and producing and co-founded the production company, The Jetsons. Now, The Jetsons introduced Nina Sky to the world with then the, the new sound reggaeton. And for, for those, for those old OGs out there, Move Your Body was, was, was their top single. And it went up to number 17. I think it, it spiked at, at number, at, in the top five, at number five. So, um, it was it really catapulted his career. And I mean, last week he talks into how, you know, during that 
he had to put his family first and all of that. But this week, we dig into relationships and the importance of having a tribe and leaning on your tribe. Um, and then also building relationships outside of your tribe and, and what that can do for you, even outside of your career, just just in your walk with God or just you as a person. So this week is this week is is it's pretty good, man. It's 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 pretty good if I do say so myself. But without further ado, I don't want to keep talking on and on and on. Um, here is part two of my interview with Grammy nominated music producer Lionel Birmingham. You know, one of the people that I look up to is Quincy Jones, where he could be a music producer and he's producing the color purple. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I've always been interested in breaking boundaries. That in the back of my mind will never stop as long as it doesn't come with the relation, you know, because of the relationship of my God and my family. Right. That being said, I will say this. I do understand and did understand that in the industry that we love and the industry that I chose, mm -hmm. the secular world is a not conducive for a Christian mm -hmm. Two, for a husband Three, for a father. Yeah. Fathers? Yeah. So we are very creative people. There's things that we want to achieve and get success. But here's the thing. God and I, we have a good thing going. And this is it. Every time that I needed to be there for my family, whether it's because my wife was, was not well or because this music thing that I love so much may not be financially supporting me and I may either have to take a job mm -hmm. or not do so many sessions a gig and be at home to take care of the household while she went work. Mm -hmm. Every time, Terrence, I stepped away and took care of my family. When that season, what that assignment was done in my family and everything was okay, God always gave me an opportunity as if I had never left. Nice. So I took that as what God is telling me, not only must I build a relationship with him, mm -hmm. but I got to take care of my responsibilities. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that we said who would chase that and chase that. And it becomes at the detriment of their family. Every time I've stepped away and I could be like, oh, wow, Terrence is doing this thing. You know, Glenn is doing this thing, but I'm going to take care of my family. As soon as I've come out of it, God gave me an opportunity that as if I never left. That's hot. That's real hot. I mean, that's 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 got a lesson. That's got a lesson for me in it. Um, I'm 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 getting stuff from this from this podcast. I mean, just because I'm all the balance is always like, OK, family. OK, but I want to do this. Well, OK, I want to do that. That's that's going to take a certain amount of time. I mean, I got a young son now. He's three years old. And it's just that requires a lot of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of time. And I'm just like, OK, so if I do that, then I can't do this. Or maybe I can. And um, and it, it has forced me to rely on God in a way that I haven't before. Right. And I realize it's a it's a character building thing. Absolutely. And sometimes you may, depending on your situation of your village, you may be able to do both. Sometimes you're like, okay, I can still do this 
maybe do do less gigs and sessions and be. But there were times in my life I needed to step away mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. know in the, the back of my mind that might be because you know how it is in this industry. It's like, what have you done lately? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. knowing the back of my mind that that window had closed. Mm-hmm. And every time I took in my family, whether it's like, all right, I'm going to be around more or you know what? I'm going to drive Uber or whatever it was right. when it was time for me. Hey, yo, listen, we got this situation here. And that was God letting me know, listen, listen, kid, not only you need you that you need to build a relation with me, but take care of your responsibility as the priest of your house. Yeah, 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 definitely. And sometimes and and here's a here's another thing. And we're going off, forget the questions I had for sometimes, and this is a struggle. I, I have I have a few friends like this. In the creative industry, in the ups and downs, a lot of times the spouse can be making more money at a certain time. And the ego gets in there. You know, if if it goes too long, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't mind you, you know, I don't mind you making more than me, whatever, because I'm gonna hit a spike and it's gonna it's gonna jump above. Right. But if the spike takes too long to come, then it's like, so, so, so what am I, you know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm daddy, you know, I'm, I'm staying home. Daddy daycare. No, I know, daycare. I know. The whole thing. And sometimes that plays on your mind. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what's important to not only to make sure, because I'm always continuing to build a relationship with God, but it's also to make sure that you have people around you who are going to advise you and empower you. Yes. There are people that, you know, will advise me, sometimes will tell me things that I don't want to hear but I need to hear. And that kind of started with my relationship with my wife. There's a lot of times I'm like, oh man, she's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I needed to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. If somebody say, yo, T, this is something you need to do, but you know, and that's coming from a place of love, or you know what? Maybe you can move this thing around. I think that's important to have. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to figure out in your own way how to balance it. But we, are, let me tell you, we are all going through it. And that's the thing sometimes I get, disheartened with social media because sometimes social media can make it seem like I'm the only person that's struggling and everybody's well. Well, we're all struggling at different levels. Yeah, 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 for real, for real, (laughs) for real. Man, yo, dude, I I appreciate this. I mean, this has opened up because so many people, like you said, they feel like they're the only ones struggling. And if you don't have a community, I really advise people, get uh, uh, a a group of people that are God centered that will right. tell you, that will tell you you know the hard truth when they have to, and that's where you know hopefully trying to build relationships are, are important and and pouring into people that people pour into you you know yeah 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 definitely man definitely man dude I I I appreciate it man I know we could we could chop it up for hours but I right. really appreciate it man I think I'm a, I'm a title this one family first. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the one thing I I tell people all the time, you know, never stop learning and growing and pouring into people because not, you know, not everybody you're going to sort of pour into is somebody who you're always around. And that like for me, one of the things that I also love is politics. But politics for me, it yeah, politics for me is really not like the way it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
it, 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 it really isn't because politics is sort of a microcosm of this whole wonderful thing God allows to have is the human experience. Mm-hmm. You can have a Democrat from Wyoming and a Democrat from New York, and they have different views. How we're going to work together. Mm-hmm. That's relationship. Right, 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 right. So there's, oh, it's always kind of, we're, we're fluffy. We're trying to figure out how to sort of work things out. Sometimes it's with your brother. Sometimes, just, sometimes it might be with your coworker who we don't see things the same politically or religiously. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. For real, for real. But relationships, it takes a lot of work, man. But you know what? Yeah. For me, relationship, it it, it, it definitely does. But I kind of look at relationships. I guess I'm just, I'm a little different. I just, I look at relationships in, in a few dimensions. You know, there is the fact that, okay, Hey, listen, let me build a relationship with Terrence. We are on the same thing. Let's, let's let, you know, let's sort of switch things back and forth and, and switch information. We come better for it as a community. That's obviously relationship family. That's beside God. That's the next thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's also relationship with people that you don't know. One thing I, I'll tell you a story, you know, my wife and I, we've been blessed where our first home was in Queens. We were there for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we we're blessed enough to build a home in Long Island. We came to Long Island, right? Mm-hmm. Now, to, to show you relationship, obviously, anybody understand this, this talk will know that Lionel is family and God is important. Watch this. We've been here now for almost 13 years. The summer of 08 is when we moved up here, mm-hmm. right? Where we live. Up to maybe about a year ago, we were the only black family, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Not only that, we are, I, I have no problem saying with my political affiliation because it doesn't govern how I am because I, I watch everything to understand people. Right. We're Democrats. 99% of everybody, our neighbors are Republican, right? Mm. Watch this. Lionel's been here since 08. What happened? Who won the presidency in 2008? Obama, mm-hmm. right? Who won the presidency in 2016? Trump. What happened last year, last summer? There was civil unrest, everybody. It was like, you know, the tension. What happened this past November? Joe Biden won, right? Mm-hmm. I say that to say this. In the 13 years that I've been here, I have never had a conflict with any of my neighbors. Mm-hmm. We talk to one another. Why? Because if your affiliation politically is different, uh, I want to kind of know, hey, why do you vote for this person and not chastise you so you can know? And, you know, not necessarily that so we can sort of change e- e- each other's views, mm-hmm. but so we can have a better understanding mm-hmm. of one another. One thing I'm going to tell you, Terrence, and this is going to sort of tie into relationships and my spiritual walk with God. And one of the reasons that I believe God put me on this earth. I kind of take, you know, two walks a day, you know, you know, work out during the day. I'll take a walk in the morning and walk in the evening, you know, where we live. We can walk around. It's private. Takes me about almost two miles. So I do it in the morning. 
during the evening. And I, I get a chance to reflect, decompress, you know. And one of my walk, I came across, you know, one of my neighbors, white guy. And, you know, you know, I like to talk to people. Clear, you, you know, you see that. <laughs> Just to understand one another and to kind of soak up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we was talking, he was like, yeah, you doing fine, so-and-so. And he's like, so, you know, what are you? I said, I'm a musician, you know, I'm a Christian and blah, blah, blah. When I said Christian, and I want everyone to kind of hear this. He was like, okay, I'm going to Stony Brook for my PhD. I'm an atheist. I was like, I was like really? I was like, uh, do you mind if we have a conversation? Exactly. Smile, just Right. Now, normally, a lot of Christians was ready to throw holy water and hush on it. You know, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, can we have a conversation? He said, sure. I said, so why is it, are you an atheist? He said, because a man of science, everything scientifically has to be explained. This whole notion of faith and hope, it's something, if it can't be explained, he doesn't buy into it. And I thought about it. And I understood where he was coming from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not the same of me believing in what he right, was coming right, from. Right, 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 right. So I said, um, do you mind if I give you a different perspective? And sure. I said, if you want to take faith out of organized religion, let's put it to the side. I said, you know, you practice faith a lot in your life, right? This white man who's clearly more educated me, looks at me, takes it back. I said, I'm sure you've flown a plane before, right? <laughs> Do you know what the pilot did leading up to the flight? Or if the mechanic, you know, did all the checklists? Or when you get in an Uber, if the Uber driver's not going to turn around and, and, and kill you, you had to believe in something that you cannot explain that was bigger than you. He looks at me and he's starting to think. And I said, and furthermore, I have a few family members and friends who go and get their PhD. And usually what happens when you go most of the time to your PhD, you're either going to academia where you're going to teach, you know, in a university and get, you know, tenure, or you're going to go and research where you're hoping, okay, if I get in this department, I hope there's a grant. Nothing is guaranteed. There are a lot of people with degrees who are not working. So what you are doing is hoping. So Terrence, he sits back and he thinks. And you know when I knew I got him? He's like, well, you know, the thing is that a lot of Christians, they're ready to sort of can condemn people if, you know, they're not. I said, that's why I knew I got him. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And on behalf of the Christian community, I, I am sorry for that. Yeah. I yeah. think we need to learn to be more open-minded. I said, but that being said, it's not just to the Christian community. People do that in politics. It's every aspect of life. So it's not just Christians looking at people who are atheists or worship, but it's also if I'm a Democrat, if I'm a Republican, you understand? So when I was able to tell him that he was really thinking, let me tell you, that day, the Holy Spirit really worked with me. The last thing I said to him, and this was like closing my sermon, I was about to do appeal. (laughs) I said to him, listen, Let's say, for argument's sake, at the end of my life, on my deathbed, there was a reveal that there was no God. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. But throughout my life, because I believed in a God 
a power beam, a positive thing. I treated my neighbor who was atheist kind. I treated my neighbor who was Republican kind. I treated my neighbor at work kind. I treated my kids kind. I treated my wife well. I treated my coworkers well. Mm-hmm. That it will all be worth it. Mm-hmm. And he really kind of sat back and thought about it. Now, I'm not going to say he left me and went to a church and started shouting. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But worst case scenario, I was able not to open his mind and build a dialogue and a relationship, understanding one another, not crucifying because he was different. Mm -hmm. And best case scenario, it's above my prayer gate. Who knows what the Holy Spirit did with him? I'm about to say you dropped Relationship. So now I got... I got something else because here's something I struggle with. Yes. I understand the relationships. I understand all of that. And it's cool. But my day seems like it has 26 hours worth of stuff to do. And I've only got 24. So when I pop out and I see my neighbor, I'm just like, yeah, it'd be real cool to talk to them. But hey, how you doing? I got to go. And they're just like, hey, how's, how's Ezekiel doing? I'm like, he's great. He's great. I got to hop in the car. About to go get some milk, some bread. When do you find the time or do you carve out time or just say, hey, whatever happens, happens, and I'll make it up on the back end? I try, I try, I try to make a conservative effort. You know, you know, I grew up in a very conservative, strict West Indian family, right? Mm-hmm. And I was having this conversation with my parents a, a few years ago. And I said, listen, what I'm praying to God that I can now get involved in other things and open the door, you know, in TV things where it's not necessarily what I'm doing, where I'm on, you know, the piano bench, you know? Right. And my mother was like, no, in order for you to sort of, you got to stay working. I was like, no, why limit God? And I say that to say this, I make a concerted effort to try to say a positive word to somebody, to understand somebody. To me, that is as powerful than if Lionel is playing for praise and worship. Because in the Bible, God was around everybody. Jesus was around everybody. And the people fail to realize, I believe, in my opinion, the theme of the Bible is love, mm-hmm. not theology. God says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Right. There's nothing wrong with money. It's the love of money. Right. So if I can find some time and every and I said everybody's different, but I try to put some energy in that because I'm in a fortunate situation where I'm around people who don't look like me, who don't think like me. And sometimes if we have those type of people at work, a lot of times we could be like, hey, I don't really have to deal with this person because mm-hmm. I can go home. But with me, this person's kids are playing with my kids. So part of my ministry, I've made sure in Art Lionel, connect with somebody and say a word. It's funny that you said I'm in a fortunate position to have people around me that don't look like me. Everybody wouldn't say that's a fortunate situation. They go, yeah. well, it just so happens that I have to be in a, you know. Yeah, because we, 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 we you know, we, we have to find ways to connect with people. You know, I, 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 why let me God, why the only way? I can serve if if I'm on the keys or if I'm preaching, if I'm pre- you know what I'm saying? Right, right. It could be people who need to hear a word and a positive word. And not always it's going to be theology. It's showing love. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, God has given me something that I'm able to 
you know, be open-minded. And yes, this, this past summer, I can understand we've been frustrated as a people. But I tell people, I tell a lot of Democrats all the time, there's a small select group of people who are on the right we're not going to reach. But not everybody who voted for a past president voted because they were racist. It might have been their own, you know, privilege. But a lot of people voted because, you know what, I got a full 1K. Business is good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if, if you don't want people to look at black people like a monolith, like we're all the same, we should be more open-minded to say, hey, oh, you voted from, why do you think that? How do you think he's doing? Mm -hmm. And by doing it, you start to create something that I believe becomes a lot more powerful than if I was handing a track or beating people, you know? Cause not everybody's gonna be open to that. Definitely, definitely. I mean- So how you do that yeah. is, is for you to sort of figure out maybe if you gotta go, cause I know life is, and maybe one day if you kind of work things out where you're able to have you know, a five, 10 minute comment. Hey, how you know? How's everything going? You know, and mm -hmm. you start to build a report. I think that's just as important, or if not more important, and it's just the views of Lionel Birmingham. <laughs> right. More important than sometimes what we do on the weekends. Mm hmm. In my view. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I don't even, I don't even um, consider it um, a challenge. Or, or uh, yeah, a challenge for what we do on the weekends. I think where what I'm trying to uh, get myself out of is be so concerned about the money I need to make and the things yeah. I need to do that I actually look at people for people. Right. I can right. just people like, okay, you live there, you live there, you don't mess up my lawn, you know, you you do this, that you're nice, you're I don't know you, so whatever, and I gotta keep moving. I gotta pick up my son, I gotta get the milk, I gotta get back home so I can make some music and I can make some money, or I have to, you know. Right, right. If I can get out of I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, and let God use me for because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of ministry opportunities I just miss. Right. I'm my eye is already at the front door, you know, or it's in the car. And, you know, before I hit and the you know what? Yeah. And the wonderful thing about this conversation is maybe now, just like so many times, I, I have conversations with people all the time. Maybe I'm able to play a part where now to look at life a little different. It happens to me all the time when somebody say something, I'm like, oh, wow. Because I get it. You have to go, you have responsibility. But maybe somebody saying, hey, listen, maybe look at it different, this way. Maybe allow you to sort of, all right, let me sort of try to build a relation. It's not in the right, obviously it's not the same sense, but right. a rapport yeah, with somebody. Yeah. Definitely. 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 Bro, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate okay. you, man. Um, okay. So so is there anything on the horizon for Lionel? What's next? Well, you know, before COVID, uh, you know, I've always been somebody who's been interested about What's the next? When I was touring, I'm like, I wanted to go production. And when I did production, I want, I want to go in TV and films. And before COVID, there were a few things that I that I was involved in to create content as a creator of a TV show, which has nothing to do with music. You know, I'm trying to get my little Quincy Jones on. Right. So COVID kind of stopped that. But now we're having talks. We're kind of figuring that out, get back into the, to the game of it all. And... There's also Elijah Wells, my you know, business partner that we had the success with Nina Sky. Mm -hmm. His daughters, DJ Zamira and Kayla, I just posted something. The New York Times did an article on them last week. I think they I did were, that. Yeah, they were on Jimmy Fallon, 
you know, set of 15-year-old DJ twins. They were on Steve Harvey's show. They've got an endorsement by Reebok. Oh. And there's a lot of things that I'm helping with with their career. I'm excited about that. And, you know, me and Glenn, we got a few records that's coming up on this season of Atlanta Housewife. We did a few last year, last season. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a few things on the horizon. But really, what's really next for Atlanta? <laughs> I am excited to see what God is going to do in my kid's life. I'm excited to see all (laughs) the work that we put in as they become young adults. Mm -hmm. Are they going to love God? How are they going to be as parents? How my wife and I are not going to grow old? And what is going to, that is really what is next for Lionel. Well, that's a cool. Truth be told. That's that's an awesome perspective. That's just God cool. is going to do everything else. Who knows? He might put me on time. But, you know, that is what I'm excited about to see. Okay. All right. Everything that we, we put into place, God, Father God, I hope they, they take it with them. What, you know, her and I will do is that is what I'm more excited about than anything. Mm-hmm. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Yeah. Um, I know. And I know we talked about this before, but. Is there a place where people can contact you, social media, or your social media dude? You get better with that, or I, I, I struggle with it. I, I understand the importance of it. Yeah, I have you know Facebook page Lionel Birmingham, and yeah. then I have my my production company Birmingham Music Group on Facebook and Instagram. So okay. you know that's where people. Are. I have a, a Snapchat and Twitter, but I, I really haven't really followed up, you know, on that. But that's the two places between the Facebook line of Birmingham and Birmingham music group is where people can kind of get a sense of what's going on with me. Okay, cool. 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 I'm going to definitely, I'm going to, I'm going to grab the links and put them in the, in the description also. So right. just click on them. Right. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, dude, I appreciate you, man. Any, any final thoughts or words of advice? I mean, you dropped so much already. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing that I will say that will sort of reiterate the theme Mm-hmm. And once again, Terrence, I'm so proud of you. Congrats on your success. Thanks. In a world where people are really hurting, you know, I, I was speaking to a friend of mine in the medical field, and he says, Lionel, there's going to be a storm coming that we're not even going to deal with. I'm like, what? He says, you know, once the COVID thing, we get the financial thing happening, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to have PTSD and medication that like no other. Yeah. So I believe in a world that is hurting, where people are looking mm-hmm. for light, as a Christian and as a steward of this wonderful planet, every time you come into somebody's space, always leave it better than when you found it. I'm a firm believer of that. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I can tell people, because listen, we're all in this world, trend water, and trying to figure out, let's just encourage one another. Let's not worry about if you voted for somebody. Let's just make make it a difference. That's the one thing that I would like to tell people, you know, moving forward, because the ramifications of the the time that we're living are going to be felt for decades. And if you could do a podcast, a show, a positive light, or spread a word, or do something. Yeah. I believe that's important. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I You're appreciate welcome. That. Um, 
Man, again, I, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your candidness, all of it. Again, if you if if you like the encouragement, like, subscribe. Subscribing is for you. So next time you want to hear some positive content, it's already in your subscriptions. You can just click on it. Liking it, that that's all that's for us. It gives us a, a little boost in our ratings. If you want to see, uh, if you have somebody that you think might be good for us to interview, leave us a comment and leave us a comment. Let me know, you know. If this if this did anything for you or what points hit you, I'd I'd love to I'd love to read it. I will read every single comment. Again, this is Words for Life, uh, part of the Be More Today family. You can visit, find out more information at bemoretoday.com. That's B-E-M-O-R-E-T-O-D-A-Y.com. The Words for Life tab is there. I also got my partner, Sean. He's doing workouts. We've got some some music on there as well. We're starting to get into some um, positive apparel. So all of it is on the uh, Be More Today site. And with that, we're out. People are struggling with all manner of problems mental problems, family problems, legal problems, financial problems, all manner of problems. Millions of people today are left feeling frustrated, empty, trapped, and hopeless. But who will tell them? Who will tell them? This good news of John chapter 3.16. For God so loved. God so loved. You know, I have discovered that that word, that two-letter word, so, is used to describe something that is definite but unspecified in its extent or degree. You, you know, it, 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 the thing is in such a degree that you cannot, it cannot be expressed or measured. Therefore, the word so is used. You know, he's so good. How good, so good. How good, so good. Uh, the children couldn't sleep or they were so excited. How excited? So excited. I can't tell you how. I just know they were so excited. I mean, how good? So good. He's so loved. How much he loved? I can't tell you. I just know that he's so loved. It, it, it has no measure. It has no limit. He just so loved cannot be expressed or cannot be measured. He just so loved. There was no way to tell us how much he loved because there was no words to actually describe it. There was no measurement to actually measure it. There was no expression to actually tell it in words. So John just says, so. Love. That the only thing he could do was just to give. There was nothing else he could do the depth of love and the unmeasurable love all he could do is that he loved so much that all he could do was just give what did he give his son everything he had everything was wrapped up in his son everything he so loved this messed up world men and women who are lost in sin he so loved them even though he knew they would reject him he so loved them god looked away because he couldn't bear the sight of watching his own son die yeah Give. Why? Because he's so loved. But who? 
I think that's my question this morning. I'm just stuck on that question. Who will tell them? Who will tell our dying young people that are strung out in drugs? Who will tell them that they don't have to join gangs in order to feel good about themselves? Who will tell the family and that is breaking apart that they don't have to because there is a God with power? Who will tell them? Who will tell that man that rides a train that looks so depressed and oppressed? Who will tell? I mean, I sat beside the man, but I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him, even though I come to church and I said I'm satisfied with Jesus. I didn't tell him! People need to hear a message that tells them that there is a God who loved this world so much that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, to deliver them from the hopelessness of sin and despair. People need to hear. The gospel, it doesn't promise a charmed life filled with constant blessings, but it gives a solid assurance that life is worth living. That problems are worth enduring, that risks of life are worth taking. That we don't have to live and die in hopelessness. That we don't have to take our own lives or the lives of others in order to escape our problems. No, the gospel doesn't promise the life will be without trouble, trials. But it does promise that there is a God who will stand with us in the midst of our trials, and he will make a way through the darkness of our lives. It gives hope that there is more to life than what we can see. It tells us that there is an invisible world that is more real than this world in which we live and which we see. But who will tell us?